Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We have a new partnership and a new contest to announce here today, and I'm very excited about it today. Edmonton is hosting the world this summer. The World Juniors are back from August 9th to the 20th. Yes, you're going to be hearing a lot about the World Junior Hockey Championship at Edmonton Daily here on the RP Show. For our viewers and hockey fans, this is the Rod Peterson Show. It is Happy Monday, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. We're coming to you live from Grego Resort and Casino. Beautiful Sutina Nation just outside Calgary, Alberta. What a beautiful, lovely, hot summer day it is. And uh, we have a very good show for you today. There's no doubt about it. We're going to be joined by Morley Scott, the voice of the Edmonton Elks. And did you know for 18 seasons, color voice of the Edmonton Oilers? And from TSN 1260 Radio in Edmonton, Jason Greger. So uh, although we've been accused of a distinct Calgary bias, we'll erase that today with a couple of big-name Edmonton media guys. Of course, we welcome all the viewer participation. We welcome our co-host, the lovely and talented Darren Moose-Dupont, who joins us from Lake Country. And uh, a lot of what I want to get to with you is going to be encapsulated in our Quick 6 Show topics. I just want to know... You made it safely to Lake Country, Darren. It looks like you're having a great time. Yeah, off to a great start, Rod. Happy to be up at the lake. And uh, it's going to be a great few days. I know I wish I was in Calgary with you watching your social. I'm envious uh, of all the stampede fun you're having. But uh, this is good, too. Uh, Yeah, buddy. And I know you've got some thoughts on that. So, Director Jordan, can you hit the quick six show horn and let's get into it today on this Monday, please. And thank you. It is episode number 796, by the way, of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. And this is our 15th week beginning at Great Eagle Resort and Casino today. It was only supposed to be six weeks. I'm just putting that out there. And we're launching week 15 today. So we love Calgary. They seem to like us. All is good. And point one. The Calgary Stampede returned Friday with its trademark parade led by Hollywood actor Kevin Costner on horseback. And who doesn't love Kevin Costner? And the first full event since the COVID-19 pandemic began with 90 parade floats, marching bands, horses and dignitaries welcomed back by crowds of people estimated by Stampede officials to be around 300,000 people moose lining the streets of downtown Calgary. Kevin Costner, who was greeted with cheers and applause as he rode down the parade route, said he was humbled to be asked to be the honorary parade marshal this year. He said after the parade, quote, I'm an imaginary cowboy. 
I realize how lucky I've been in my life. Not many people get to save the girl, get to save the day, and get to go after the bad guy. <laughs> that, was, that was John Dutton <laughs> of the Yellowstone Ranch on that? Friday. And then uh, today's now day four of the rodeo. And can I just say this? You read my column. It's a little head spinning. I, I tiptoed into this stampede thing, and I'm glad that I did. I went to the rodeo for the first time yesterday. My good friend Brinson James, the rodeo entertainer and cloud from Gainesville, Florida, got me into the infield. We've become like this. And, uh, but I saw three people necking downtown on a street corner. Three people, a guy and two girls. All three of them were necking. I was like, what the? Oh, And then no. some guy... Right. And then some guy parked his tra- his car on the train tracks. You know that C train that goes through? What do they call yeah. the C train, right? He was parked on the tracks, the flipping arms coming down on top of his car. This is right out front of the saddle. I'm like, this is what they're talking about. Madness. Madness. And for those that know, I'm staying out of the bars. I'm not going to the Nashville North. I'm not even, nope. There's enough to see and do with what I did. And you're going to see some of the video uh, throughout the program. So what, what do you see in Moose out of the world's greatest outdoor show? Well, I love the comment you made on your social. You said, I get it now. This is Disneyland for Cowboys. So I thought that was cool. But, you know, as we've built our relationship, and, and I know you, I think, is good, almost as good as anybody um, not worried about you going to the cowboy bars and going to that and any of that stuff with your recovery. But if there was a place where it was going to happen, would this not be your kryptonite? The cowboy thing, the stampede, this would be it. This would be my kryptonite. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So yeah, there's, I had a family member call me on Friday, and I, as I look back, he was just calling to see if I was going to be okay and what I was. I'm like, no, no, I'm good. But thank you. I'm just going to have Because he knows, too. And uh, <laughs> he knows. Absolutely. So, yeah, Calgary Stampede, day four today. It's been, a, it's been big fun. Point two, the Toronto Blue Jays found another tough way to lose Sunday. I had two guys moose stop me and ask what's wrong with the Blue Jays on Sunday. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm trying to watch the rodeo. A routine throw to first base bust through the webbing of Vladdy's glove, and the Mariners took full advantage for their eighth straight win, beating Toronto 6-5. Carlos Santano had two home runs for the M's, including a go-ahead two-run drive. The Mariners are 16-3 in their last 19 games. Jays off today. They're home to the Phillies Tuesday. Can we get away with saying this is the best Mariners team in 20 years, so maybe the Blue Jays aren't that bad, or are they that bad? It's brought up our poll question today, guys, if you want to throw it up for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Will the Blue Jays make the playoffs this year? And the, uh, the, on YouTube, I think the last I looked, 50% were saying, yeah, well, yes or no. On Twitter, I think it was 60-some percent were saying, yes, they will make the playoffs. But by virtue of the loss in Seattle on Sunday, Moose, they're now the only, they're tied with Seattle for the last wild card spot. So here's my thinking. The Blue Jays are still very talented, but clearly they're not playing as a team in any regard. They've got some bad luck. Charlie Montoyo said that after the game. The skipper yesterday with the ball going through Vladdy's glove, he's like, hey, <laughs> when things go bad, they go bad. But, hey, they all got extensions. Remember Montoyo did? Isn't that something when you, the guys get the security and the extensions? I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Do you? Oh, boy. You know, when they go on the winning streak, you think this team 
should contend for a World Series. They can't be beat. They are so good. Then they go on these losing streaks, and you wonder if they're ever going to win another game. Um, they've gone through all this struggle lately, and they're still tied for the final wildcard spot. So I think they're okay. I think they're going to be able to turn it around and still secure a playoff berth. But if this goes on any further, you know, I'm going to start having way more doubt. They've got to snap out of it. But for now, I still think they can make the playoffs. They can turn this around in a week. We know that they're a great team. I'm about to read all their all-stars. They're just not playing together, and who do you blame for that? The skipper, who just got an extension in the offseason, so what are you going to do? Speaking of, by the way, I'm talking about the recovery stuff earlier. We're live at the Stage Bar, Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, and on Sunday here, a guy came up to me, and he said, how about my bombers? He's pounding his chest because of what we're going to get to here, week five in the CFL. And I said, oh, are you from Winnipeg? And he goes, well, originally, but I live out here now. And he goes, you do a great job. You do a great job. This was a bomber fan moose living in Winnipeg. I know. Who'd have thunk it? And then he goes, can I get you a drink? This is about noon. And he goes, I'm going to get you drunk, and I'm going to get you talking about the Blue Bombers. And I said, well, I'd have to be. <laughs> but you're about seven years too <laughs> late, bro. But thanks. But thanks. So that all went down on Sunday here at the Gray Eagle. Anyways, point 2B, Blue Jays pitcher Alec Manoa and center fielder George Springer were added to the American League lineup for the July 19th All-Star game yesterday. Manoa, 24 years of age, leads the Blue Jays starters with nine wins and a 2.34 ERA. That's third in both categories among all American League pitchers. The 32-year-old George Springer will be making his fourth All-Star appearance. His 17 home runs are second most on Toronto, trailing Vladdy's 19. Guerrero and catcher Alejandro Kirk were named All-Star starters on Friday. Look at all the All-Stars. Is that more than any other team? Maybe not more than the Yankees, and they just can't seem to get it together. We are brought to you in part by Ito Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Ito Japan's menu has something for everyone. I'm moving on to point three. Hang on, CFL fans. We're getting to you probably in segment two where we can spend more time. But point three is the NHL. Executives around the National Hockey League expect plenty of movement before Free agency opens on Wednesday. Several top players, including Calgary MVP candidate Johnny Gaudreau, Colorado playoff star Valerie Nichushkin, and two-time Stanley Cup champions Andre Palat and Jan Ruda could still sign contracts before hitting the open market. A big star re-upping with his team has already happened a couple of times with the Pittsburgh Penguins signing Christopher Latang and the Nashville Predators signing Philip Forsberg long-term. So I'm driving this morning, Moose. I'm listening to the local all-sports radio station. Those are good friends of mine on there. And they were like, you have to understand, this is the newswires talking about Johnny Goodrow as the number one guy. All day, every day, for months, it's been Johnny Goodrow talk. And believe me, I get it. For 20 years, if the Rough Riders had a pending free agent, I'd be cranking that. I'd be shoveling coal into that fire, too. For the clicks and the listeners and the eyeballs, believe me, I would. But I'm like, come on. I've been talking to the hockey people, the media people, and the sense that I get on Goudreau is that he knows what he's going to do. And then, you, I don't know if you saw Frank Cervelli, our good friend, the baby-faced assassin, Frank Cervelli from the Daily Faceoff, coming out and saying that he thinks Goudreau's going to stay. What I've heard here is that he's going to go, <laughs> and he already knows. At least it'll be over Moose by Wednesday. 
Should be. It should be. I mean, we should find out very quickly into free agency if the offers are there and and what he's going to get and where it's going to come from, or if he just decides to resign. We should know pretty quickly, but you know, it is because I you feel the emotion of the Calgary Flames fans in that city that they're just so full of anxiety because they just don't want to lose him, but they also just want to get it over with. If you're going to go, just go. <laughs> and if you're going to stay, stay. I just want to know. It's, uh, dude. Like, people are just da, 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 on the Gaudreau thing. And I'm, the thing is, I get it. <laughs> I've been there <laughs> with my teams and my players, but I'm like, oh, my God. at least it'll be over in a couple of days. Um, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. watching says, that's an awesome background for Moose. Is that your home, dupes? No, it's the lake. I'll handle that for him. Scott Ford uh, in the chat says, I loathe Rogers communications and their mistreatment of the CFL and Argos. So I'm happy to see the Blue Jays slide. It's fair. We'll take it. Any and all opinions. Not going to argue with you, but very rarely, I think, do we talk about owners of a team and say, I don't want them to win because of that conglomerate or that guy. It's, he's saying that, but I've never really thought that way. Um, Monty in Saskatoon says, Rod, it's the offseason. Move to the CFL. Monty, I'll do the talking. You do the watching. Zip it. If you don't like it, leave. Bingo! Um, Ted in Red Deer. Happy you're enjoying the stampede. Still on the straight and narrow. Way to go. The weekends are the most important part. Dude, it's 24 hours every day. They're all the same 24 hours. Doesn't matter if it's Wednesday, Saturday. I appreciate you saying that, Ted, but every, every day is a challenge when you are a recovering alcoholic, as am I. But we're coming out on top. We're winning. Um, now, because Monty's telling me to talk CFL, I don't really want to. You <laughs> ruined it for everybody, Monty. You let everybody down, Monty. No, point four. Here's the hook to keep everybody in for the next segment. Garrett Marino. And you know, our big voice guy, Rick Reagan, down in Kansas City, said we need to get, he's the, the Rod Peterson show, is Rick Reagan. He's in Kansas City, and he's like, you need to show highlights like the ESPN shows. So I'm like, I don't know if we can show highlights of like that Garrett Marino hit at the knees of the Ottawa quarterback Friday night. Can we show highlights, Darren? I don't think we can, can we? There's probably a way that we can. It would just, you know, be a little extra work, but I'm sure we can figure that out. If there was ever a clip that I would like to show the highlights of, it would be this. Um, and But for those that weren't watching Friday night's Ottawa-Saskatchewan Canadian Football League game, you don't need the highlights. The defensive end, which normally is a defensive tackle for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Dove at the knees of the Ottawa, Garrett Marino, dove at the knees of the Ottawa quarterback, Jeremiah Masoli, and uh, he's going to be out long-term. He left the game, and then after the, he got kicked out, Marino, for doing it, and he pumped his fist, and he waved at the crowd like a WWE wrestler, and I'll be honest with you, you read my 10 things column yesterday, Moose, this is the most talked-about play in the Canadian Football League this year. It took until week five for that to happen, for, a play, for a, you know, this kind of controversy, and people are saying, 
that he should be suspended, obviously fine, that he should be cut by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I feel like we've been talking about it for three days. I don't want to waste much more time on this here today, but I haven't really gotten your opinion on it. I'm saying suspend him. He's not going to be cut. It's in my commentary today. Apparently, Ryder fans are very upset at the showboating and the WWE nature of him walking off the field. And then he's been accused of racist comments, too, by Nate Bahar, the Ottawa wide receiver, said uh, that he was saying racist things in the pile on the field. Uh, Well, that's a whole other kettle of fish. The CFL is investigating it, and what I'm saying is the Riders, since about 2015, have adopted this win-at-all-costs mentality They don't care how it looks. They don't care how you get it done. The end justifies the means. So they know exactly what they have in Garrett Marino. You think they don't know him? They're not going to cut him. They lead the league in sacks by a mile. They lead the league in stingiest run defense by a mile. He's a huge part of that. They know exactly what they have in Garrett Marino. They're not going to sit him down. And I've been told, by the way, that he is not racist, by the way. He's done some dumb things, but he's not racist. I see either Jeremiah Masoli's wife or sister has chimed in on Twitter. She's saying that he is a racist. So this is the controversy. Moose, collect your thoughts. We're up against it for time. We're going to take a timeout and delve right back into this when we come back and get your take and the viewers, too. This is the warm-up. We're broadcasting live, as always, from... The beautiful Grey Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube live streaming, and of course, the podcast is always available wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Day four of the Calgary Stampede, well underway. And talking about being a part of uh, the fastest growing talk show in Canada. Gear up, Alberta. The World Juniors are back in Edmonton this summer from August 9th to the 20th. Single game tickets for as low as $40. They're on sale now at HockeyCanada.ca. And a little later on, we'll be telling you how you can win tickets to the World Juniors with the RP Show. Before we bring the moose back in to the text line, you can always write us 902-518-3033. Joe in uh, Massapequa, New York, writes, he says, I'm really looking forward to the Marino ruling, mostly because the whining on social media has become insufferable. Sadly, it's coming mostly from Ryder fans who seem angrier at Marino than a Dino Boyd for taking out Pete Robertson. That had happened a couple of plays later. Or, sorry, earlier. He says, I don't understand that at all. I appreciate Garrett's hard-nosed, aggressive style. Always have, always will. It appears anything short of a lifetime ban will not appease the torch and pitchfork crowd. Let's get it over with and move on towards a great cup with Marino on the roster. Again, Joe in Massapequa, New York. USA! USA! Okay, Moose, you've had moments to get... Actually, you've had all weekend to uh, formulate your thoughts on this hit. What do, you, what do you think about it, and what do you think should happen? Again, this is the Saskatchewan defensive lineman who took out the knees of the Ottawa quarterback Friday night, and he may be done for the year. Yeah, the first thing is, obviously, I think there should be a suspension. Now, how long? That's up to the league, but I think there should be a suspension simply because... 
we need to protect the quarterbacks at all costs. You can't go low on a quarterback and then celebrate going low on a quarterback and the fact that he's hurt, right? Um, and showboat it. So that, for me, worthy of a suspension. And then you move on from there. We saw the, you know, the clips of the old plays where he's grabbed onto quarterbacks' ankles and twisted, right, after they've been down, and, and he's been flagged for this before. So it's not the first time. He will be suspended, and you go from there. More concerning is the Nate Bahar comments. And, I mean, obviously there's two sides to every story. The riders know the, the guy they have in Gary allegations. The racist comment allegations, yes. Yeah. So he's accused of these racist comments, not only, you know, during the game, but at the restaurant the, uh, on the uh, night before and after that play. The CFL, as you mentioned, is investigating this. So that's what needs to happen. They need to investigate it, find out if there's any um, any merit to what Nate Bahar is accusing him of, and then decisions will have to get made after that. If it's found out that this is true, that's a whole nother story. And then the rider management will have to find out or decide how they want to deal with the accusations. To me, that's the more severe you know, accusation in all of this. Yeah, and that's why it's taking days, I think, for the Canadian Football League to investigate this. If it was just about the hit, uh, that would be open and shut. He'd be suspended by now. But listen, yeah. He's being accused of making racist comments on the field of play and then doing dirty tactics in piles after the play, during and after the play. My thinking on it is, obviously, whoever does this, remember we used to know whether it was George Black or um, Glenn Johnson, we always knew who the league's head of disciplinarian was. We don't, do you know who it is now? Didn't I? Right. There's a problem right there. I think it's Darren Hackwood, but I'm not sure. But if you were in charge, because you like to play commissioner more than I do, what, what would you do? How would you conduct this investigation? Like, I would have all the referees that were on the field. I'd be talking to them one-on-one. I'd be talking to the players that were on the field. That's why I think this is taking days. And then hope that they're telling the truth. And then make your ruling. How would you go about? What, what does this investigation consist of in your mind? Yeah, pretty similar to what you just said. First of all, I would I would assess the hit and I would suspend him for a couple of weeks or whatever that looks like. And I would do that right away. I would say I would come out this morning and I would say he's suspended for two weeks for the hit. And and because he's a repeat offender and we're investigating the the racism allegations now to determine further um, subsequent action. Right. And then I would interview everybody involved. I would interview his coaches. I would interview, you know, the rider management. I would interview Nate Bahar. I would interview Jeremiah Masoli. I would interview people throughout the league and find out, you know, if there's any basis to these allegations. And obviously you sit Marino down and have a conversation with him. If he's a bad guy, I don't know Garrett Marino, so I won't make an accusation. But if he's a bad guy... I don't want him anywhere near my organization. If he's a bad guy, like people are making him out to be, but you have to go through the process and make a decision for yourself. If he's what people are saying he is. Very interesting point by you to say that if he's a bad guy, what's the definition of a bad guy? Like I said it earlier, Saskatchewan Rough Riders have clearly gone with the mantra, win at all costs. They don't, I don't believe care if they got a bad guy on the roster or not. I went back and thought about the 2007 and 2013 Grey Cups that we won when I was with the club. I don't believe we had any guys on the team that you would typify a bad guy. I'm not joking. 
but it was a different philosophy back then. It's a different riders now than it was back then. People don't seem to remember that or realize it. Jack Fulton watching in uh, Vulcan, Alberta says, Marino should get the maximum suspension and fine. That's based on the ugly hit and celebration after. But racist comments? Why don't the riders do something now? Not wait for the CFL. Um, I like this one. Brady in Saskatoon. Hey, Rod, what do you think about the belly flop by the player on Robertson leading to a broken leg? Haven't heard anything about that dirty hit. As, that is 101. I know he are, but what am I? I might have done this, but he did that. We're not talking about the other hit. Classic deflection. I can see it from a mile away. Dougal Cameron in Calgary. It, if, if Ambrosi had any guts at all, he would throw Marino out of the league. Period. We don't need idiots like him in our league. Uh, <laughs> oh, and hey, fans in other markets would like us to move on. This is funny. Randy from the peg. This is, this is cute. Randy from the peg has written in and says, Rod, hey, I'm not worried about Bombers offense anymore. LOL. Remember that last week? Your team's unbeaten and you're sitting there trying to find something wrong with it. You know, like in the 90s, you're dating Pam Anderson. You want to find something wrong with it. Just enjoy it. <laughs> to move on, I think clearly we spent enough time on that. I do have point five here. Other CFL Week 5 buzz because there were other games. Uh, I had a dude, dude. Let me just back this up to my life right now, besides the sports, because there's more to life than sports. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, asked if I've been eating corn dogs every night at the fair. I haven't had one. I'm pacing myself. I'll get one. I'll get one. Lucien? Good morning, buddy. That's Lucien. He wants uh, <laughs> our soccer friend. Yeah. From Romania? Not soccer, football. He's what? He's what? Exactly. You know the guy, right, Moose? If you come to the Gray Eagle, all the security, all the security people are in cowboy duds. I asked him if they're undercover, and they said no. It's Stampede, dummy. Uh, Anyways, I I went to a Boston Pizza to watch the football game between BC and uh, Winnipeg the other night. And did you know they have robotic servers now? Did you, have you seen these anywhere? Robots. No. They look like what? R2-D2. I'm not joking. It's like a uh, shelving unit on wheels. It's got a, a, a computer face on it. And it was going through the lounge delivering the food. It had food on the trays. And interestingly enough, it had a guy behind them just kind of behind it, just kind of guiding it, right, in case it went the wrong way. But it had table seven. Beep, 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 beep. This was Boston Pizza in Calgary. Can you? They're trying to get rid of servers now. The one thing they'll never get rid of is security, right, Lucien? Because a robot can't throw a drunkard out of the casino. I don't think. Have you seen these anywhere? Have you seen them? No, I haven't. No, when you said that, the, the, the most advanced thing I've seen in a restaurant is a little pad on the table where you can press a button to ask your server to bring the check or press a button to say you're ready to order. That's it. I haven't seen anybody delivering food, so that's kind of wild. 
this was a robot. Uh, yeah, you know, listen, I'm so old that I remember we were excited if we had our own TV in the booth. Remember? Ooh. Yeah. And you could watch whatever you want at Tumblr's. Now they got robots delivering the food everywhere, so I thought that I would point that out. But anyways, I was looking forward all day. I told you on Saturday that I was looking forward all day to the BC-Winnipeg game. It was the game of the week, voted so by our viewers on Twitter. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers at the BC Lions, and it was, well, to say it was over after the first quarter might even be an exaggeration. It was 21-0 Winnipeg. The opening kick of the game was went for a touchdown from the Blue Bombers. What a letdown. And then poor WestJet, the BC quarterback, Nathan Rourke, and I don't say that facetiously, he put it all on himself because he's that kind of guy, right? He goes, maybe I'm not. He goes, what did he say? I read it. I didn't see the quote. I didn't see him the interview. I read it. He goes, I, I'm not that good a quarterback. And I'm like, no, don't say that about yourself because it wasn't him. They all had a very bad day, the BC Lions Saturday night. Did, did you watch much of that game? Caught, caught enough, and, you know, um, their defense hasn't, you know, faced a team like Winnipeg yet. They haven't, you know, given up that many points allowed. But, you know, for the folks in Winnipeg, here's how the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are kind of like John Dutton, okay? You've accomplished everything you need to accomplish. You don't need to prove anything to anybody. So you say that the offense is vanilla. Well, you're doing enough to win football games. And John Dutton can sit around and have his coffee in the morning and be on the porch and he can direct his staff on the on the ranch to do their jobs. But every once in a while, he's got to get out of the rocking chair, kick some butt, go kick some ass and show everybody, kick some ass and show everybody that he can still do it. I don't need to prove it to you every day because I've already I got my titles. Right. But you know what? BC wants to roll in with their unbeaten record and their hotshot young Canadian quarterback. Well, Grandpa gets off the couch, shows them that they can still do it, and now you can get back to sitting down and just enjoying the wins, right? So that's, they you know, don't win. worry in Winnipeg, they, they win. can do it. Yeah, they might win 15 games. Uh, everybody's uh, hot and bothered about that. Marino situation, James Zylstra's watching in Manitoba. He says, say that happened to Saskatchewan's quarterback who got hurt, you'd want the lead to kick him out or suspend him. Uh, when Simone Lawrence was injuring Saskatchewan quarterbacks, Zach Caleros by name, I was calling for a suspension not to kick him out of the league. I was never saying that. There's headlines. Trust me, people were tweeting them at me on the weekend. Peterson calls for Lawrence suspension. That's all. I'm not trying to call for anybody's career to end. Calm down. By the way, viewers want to know if you have to tip robots. <laughs> How about that? Exactly. For so, what? Tuck, tuck so they can buy their, a new pair of shoes? In their, in their G-string. Moose, I'll see you in hour two, okay? You got A sports update. Sports update on this Monday. Former Ottawa Senators defenseman Wade Redden is back with the team as a player development coach. The Senators said Monday that Redden would join the team at its annual development camp, which is being held this week at the Canadian Tire Centre. The product of Hillman Sask. Glad you asked. Ottawa's number two pick in the 1995 NHL entry draft. Played parts of 11 seasons with the Senators and is the franchise's all-time leader in plus-minus. Fourth in games played. Fifth in points. And sixth in PIMS. Way to go, Red Z.
Tony Romo won the American Century Championship for the third time, beating Mike Mulder and Joe Pavelski with a five-foot birdie putt on the second hole of a playoff Sunday. Romo also birdied the par 5 18th in regulation to earn three points and match Mulder and Pavelski with 62 points at Edgewood Tahoe. Tony, the former Dallas quarterback and current top NFL television analyst, also won at Edgewood Tahoe in 2018 and 2019. And they say God created us all equal. It's Ryder Pride Night at Regina's Curry Field as the Red Sox of the Western Canadian Baseball League host the Moose Jaw Miller Express tonight, 7 p.m. Tickets on sale now. A good chunk of the Ryder roster will be there. Will Garrett Marino be there? And will he be booed? And the 3-10 and Montreal Alliance in the CEBL host the Fraser Valley Bandits tonight. 7.30 Eastern in Verdun Auditorium. Fraser Valley 1-1 one one on this roadie. This sports update is for Edo Japan. Delicious Japanese-inspired meals and snacks made to order with high-quality ingredients. That's Edo Japan. We're going to Edmonton. Voice of the Elks, Morley Scott joins us next. You're watching the RP Show live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Calgary's entertainment destination will be right back on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour streaming radio. Streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Happy Monday. Oh, yeah, lots of action going on here in Cowtown. And they're alive in the chat. Steve-O's channel writes it and says, Howdy, Rod. Jeff the Stamps fan says, No cowboy hat, Rod. Oh, I got one. It's in the car. I may or may not put it on. I'm not a cowboy. And I don't like to pretend, but I did buy a hat. It's expensive to dress like a cowboy. Let's bring in Morley Scott. Morley Scott, the voice of the Edmonton Elks. Love this guy. Morley, do you have a cowboy hat? You must. Uh, no, I, I do. Actually, the only cowboy hat I think I have uh, is from uh, the Spirit of Edmonton Breakfast a couple of years ago. So it's a green and gold cowboy hat. That's it. So, no, I'm, uh, hey. I'm, I'm, more, of a, I'm more of a ball cap guy. I understand it. I understand it. Hey, listen, before we get into the Elks and uh, all the rest, the orders with, with the uh, free agency opening Wednesday, well, what I'm hearing here is Goodrow. What are the concerns for the Edmonton Oilers? What are you looking for them to do? Goalie. 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 That's all everybody talks about here as far as free agency goes. They need a goaltender, uh, and they'll be, they'll be in swinging on Darcy Kemper and Jack Campbell. Uh, Kemper for sure is moving on, right? Campbell may end up staying in Toronto. Who knows uh, how that, those negotiations are going to go. But goaltending is the first piece of the puzzle. And then I think Ken Holland will figure out how much money he has left, and then he'll make his serious pitch for Evander Kane. And we heard uh, earlier this morning um, uh, Evander Kane's been given permission to start talking with other teams now. So Maybe that tells you that they're not in the ballpark right now, and uh, they're letting Evander King go out and see if he can get a better deal than the one they're offering him right now. So we'll wait and see. But goaltending is the start of it all for the Oilers come free agency day. How many seasons was it that you were in the Oilers radio booth with Rod is got 16 or 18 years on Chad with Oilers radio? Six, 16 years between uh, CFCW and 630 Chad, yeah. Wow, awesome stuff. So uh, you're eminently qualified to talk about the blue and orange share going into free agency. But also now, the green and gold. 49-6, to they lost to Calgary Thursday night. Morley, I listened to the second half because I left at halftime and 
thank you. You took yeah, me thanks uh, right for coming to Calgary by. almost. Thanks for coming by and saying hi, by the way. Holy cow. Well, I was going to, but you had the commissioner coming in there. He kind of takes up a lot of room uh, next time, Morley. But oh. listen, was that one of the longest nights of your life? Be honest. Uh, it was tough. My, my first year doing <laughs> games uh, in 2010, uh, uh, Edmonton went into Calgary twice uh, in August, and then on Labor Day, gave up 50 points both times. Uh, and those were two long games. Uh, this was this was tough. Throwing the throwing the long delay because of uh, the weather issues, and yeah, it made for a pretty long night. Not as long as the night in Winnipeg in 2018, but Edmonton won that game, so it was a little more enjoyable. And it was a close game; it was an entertaining game, so it was a little more enjoyable to do. And we were kind of hanging on the edge of our seats to, to get to the finish of it. But yeah, we wanted to play stop uh, stop time, keep the clock running uh, for the fourth quarter of that game on on uh, Thursday night because yeah, it was not it was not fun at all. I said to Dave as we're going into the uh, into the fourth quarter, I said, "We're going to earn our money now, buddy. You got to get your stories ready because <laughs> we got some time to fill." Well, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I been there, did not envy you, but I thought you did a great job. And then you're trying to get Chris Jones on the post game show, and you couldn't get him on. I'm like, oh boy, I'm not sure you want him on. And then he comes no, on. He, you know what? You know what? Very Ron, I even say, tempered. He was awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's been that way. You know, that's the first question I always get when people. Oh, how's Chris Jones been? Chris Jones is fine. I mean, <laughs> you you dealt with him for a couple of years. Uh, he's fine uh, as long as you don't ask him dumb questions. He'll be fine. So I uh, I pride myself in not asking dumb questions most of the time, anyway. Uh, and and he's been fine. He knows it's in front of him, and he's been very realistic about it. Uh, and we've had a couple of uh, games like that one on Thursday night, uh, the one in in Vancouver to start the year. Uh, where there's been blowouts, and uh, he's been he's been good on the post game show. He tells it like it is, and that's I think what everybody wants to hear. What? Listen, I was going back and forth between you and Seven Seventy, and they were popping champagne corks. It was Disneyland <laughs> for them, obviously. So I'm like, I'm going to flip back to Six Thirty. I want to hear the carnage. Uh, and Jones really didn't deliver. He was very even tempered. Which my last point on that is. He knows, and he's been saying it, Morley, he got a lot of work to do to turn that team around. This is no overnight quick fix. Well, he's treating this season like training camp, really, like right through it. I yeah. mean, he had all his all the guys coming in during camp and going. It's been the same through training camp. Uh, they just are through the regular season. They just keep making moves, and he brings a guy in. He'll play him for a game, and uh, then he'll release him. Rod uh, Davis was a starting middle linebacker on Thursday night. He got released yesterday, right? That's just how it operates. Uh, Guys come in, they get an opportunity at practice for a few days, and if he doesn't like him, he sends him home. If he likes him, maybe he'll give him a game, and if he doesn't like him in a game, he sends him home. If he likes him, he'll give him another game maybe and see. But he's he's trying to find the right mix, and he's told us his goal is to get as few changes as possible pr- uh, between games moving forward. There's been a lot of changes. A lot of it's been injury-related, uh, but there's been a lot of changes to the roster from game to game to game. After the Hamilton game, which they won, they only had one change, and that was because of an injury. So. Uh, he's been true to his word on that. The better the team plays, the fewer changes he makes. But he's looking for that right combination that he wants of of his guys playing his style and playing together. And uh, he's eventually going to find it, like he always seems to. And uh, then this team will be much better. I didn't think he'd do the same thing there that he did in Saskatchewan, but he's doing the exact same thing. But the difference, too, is so he's named... Another different starting quarterback, Taylor Cornelius, for your week six game. Are you in a buy or are you playing this week? I didn't write this week's schedule no, down. Uh, Thursday night in Montreal. Thursday night in Montreal. They're okay. playing the Alouettes. So, uh, yeah, first game, first game since the coaching change in Montreal, and uh, the Elks are going in 
they're going to make a change. Third starting quarterback of the year. This one's made because of injury to Trey Ford, who uh, came in, played, played well enough to win against Hamilton, has some things to work on. Was off to a pretty good start against uh, Calgary. The game was close, and then he ends up getting injured. And then uh, Nick Arbuckle couldn't get it done, and Kai Loxley couldn't get it done, and the score just kept getting uh, further and further apart. And then Loxley gets hurt, and Arbuckle comes in. So yesterday at practice, Loxley was back practicing. He's okay, but he's, he's a receiver more so than a quarterback. He'll have some packages on Thursday for him as a quarterback, but he's mostly uh, running with the ones as a receiver. Uh, but it's going to be Taylor Cornelius, who hasn't played a game this year, hasn't even dressed for a game this year. He started their last, what, I think eight games last year? Uh, after the Trevor Harris uh, injury and then trade. And uh, he has uh, not even dressed for a game this year. So he's going to get his opportunity and we'll see what he can provide for the club on Thursday. Yeah, that's the thing. You guys have used already more quarterbacks this year than I think Jones did his entire time in Saskatchewan, but he just doesn't have his guy yet. So Morley, big fan, as you know. Pers- yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say ahead. that's the big difference. That's the biggest difference between this time around in Edmonton and his last time around in Edmonton. When he came aboard in 2014, he had Mike Riley just coming into form after that one year, horrible year in 2013. Uh, he, he got some experience, and he had Michael Riley ready to go in 2014. So he had that to build around. He had a quarterback. He doesn't know who his quarterback is right now, and he's trying to find it. And once he finds it, that'll settle things down offensively. I appreciate you, Morley. Uh, thanks for the time. And w- next time I'll come, say hi. And we'll see you at World Juniors. <laughs> All right. Look forward to it, Rod. Take care. The great Morley Scott from 630. Chad. We got a Taco Time viewer takeover coming up next. We'll get to all of your comments, and we will uh, also give you a chance to win tickets to the 2022 World Juniors in Edmonton coming up next month, where we'll be broadcasting live on the RP Show. But for today... And this week, we're at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar. And we'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube live streaming. And, of course, you can always catch the podcast at great podcatchers, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Calgary welcoming the world and some of the action going on down in the midway here at the Calgary Stampede. It is day four. And by the way, let's get this contest rolling. Let's get the party started. For the first day of the week, our World Juniors contest, we're asking you right now to text World Juniors, all caps, to our text line 902-518-3033 to be entered to win any regular tournament World Juniors game tickets of your choice. Two winners will be picked every Friday between now and the tournament, which is coming up August 9th to the 20th in Edmonton, and we'll be broadcasting live. We're so excited to be partnered with the World Juniors. Again, text World Juniors now to 902-518-3033, our usual text number. We are live at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. This is Taco Time viewer takeover. Taco Time, they're not tater tots. They're Mexi fries. Then I finally figured it out. Tater tots are nowhere near as greasy as Mexi fries are nowhere near as greasy as tater tots. There you go. Amber writing us on Twitter. 
And she's watching in Ohio where we're very big on Buckeye Cable, the state of Ohio. We don't hear enough from the people from Ohio. But Amber writing, she says, can they literally draw the Deshaun Watson thing out any longer? What were they even doing the entire year last year? Not a, just another thing the media can argue about. Well, isn't that a fact? This has been, what, over a week since they've wrapped up the NFL's investigation, I believe, on the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Believe they've wrapped up the investigation, but they haven't ruled on whether he's going to play or not, Deshaun Watson. Oh, man. What a man. Well, reminds me a little bit of what the CFL's doing with this investigation of Garrett Marino right now. I don't think you want it to be open and shut in, in the NFL's case. Um... They want this done right. <laughs> it is a PR nightmare, which, speaking of, Brady in the Bridge City writes in and says, Hey, Rod, the Blue Jays will make the playoffs. That's our poll question today. Will they or won't they? He says, but they'll need to pick it up. <laughs> no kidding. He says, uh, Garrett Marino twisting the legs of Masoli was uncalled for, and the parading around the field made the riders look poor. Well, he didn't twist the legs of the Ottawa quarterback. He dove right at his knees. And probably we'll get into this more with Moose next hour because he is our, I defer to the Moose with all football tactical related questions. All of it, all of it, all of it is bad. But to be honest with you, I don't see how that reflects poorly on the Rough Riders. It reflects very poorly on Garrett Marino. They don't care. The team doesn't care. And by extension, the fans don't care as long as you win, generally. Sean is watching in Vancouver on Game Plus Television. He says, I went to, went to the Lions game Saturday. The roof was open and a great crowd and atmosphere. Seventeen fifty for a beer, though. Ouch! That will curb anyone's drinking. LOL. Oh, yeah, I sent a photo to my 12-step sponsor of the beer and liquor uh, menu at Let's just say a Calgary Stampede drinking establishment. It was 9 and $10. And uh, we just laughed. Last minute of play in the RP show, hour one. Last minute of play. So, yeah, to be honest with you, I can't explain what the BC... I thought they were lowering concession prices there, just not on booze. It puts... It's, you got to get your costs back somehow. Those are the drink prices in Vegas at Golden Knights games. Where was I? Oh, by the way, the rock star of the day on Friday was Cody Snyder, world champion bull rider. We'll be looking for today's rock star of the day comments from you, whether it'll be Morley Scott, Jason Greger, or maybe somebody will jump up in the chat. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, Canadian Premier League. Winnipeg Valor beat the Halifax Wanderers 1-0 on Sunday. Wanted to tell you that. Tuesday night, the Halifax Wanderers are going to be here. Think I'm going to go. There's always so much going on. Next hour, Jason Gregory, more with the most. Stick around after this break. I'm Dean. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.